0: Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Revolution Week. And again, we'll be talking about some concepts uh, that came out of a book called Blueprint for Revolution by Serja Popovich. And one interesting concept which they share is the concept of pillars of power. No government or organization can exist without certain pillars of power propping it up. Not literally, but figuratively propping it up. So um, let's use the example of, let's say, a government uh, and some of the pillars of power. So one, which is probably uh, maybe the most obvious, is the military, right? The um, support and the uh, endorsement of the military and the military following the orders of the government is an important pillar of power. And often that can be a fatal pillar of power if you lose it, if the military turns against the government. So that's one that may seem um, a little bit more obvious than others. Uh, there are others uh, which are uh, also very powerful and important, such as an economic pillar, right? Who are the people who are the movers and shakers in that country uh, who have influence and who have real power because of the economic impact uh, that they have. So it could be an individual, uh, it could be a company, uh, it could be um, smaller sort of local governments as well. And finally, um, a, a third, which we'll just share, is what are the social pillars, right? Are there certain um, religious or ideological or family type values, which are supporting that government or organization, which is often overlooked but can be extremely uh, powerful and, and, you know, many, many decisions and powerful things have been done um, based on sort of social needs and values, sometimes more so uh, than economic reasons even. So if we think about this and we extrapolate this to uh, a, pro- a professional setting, right, uh, what are the pillars of power in a professional setting? So, you know, the, the military, right, you know, we don't have like soldiers or, uh, you know, in our organizations typically, um, but there there could be certain enforcement type mechanisms, right? There's the governance, there's compliance, there's... Uh, different ways that enforcement is done uh, that is important to understand. And if you can leverage and get the support of that pillar, then that can be extremely helpful to you. Uh, in a business setting, the economic pillar seems um, like the more obvious one, perhaps, than, than the military one, which is, you know, what is the profitability of the change you're trying to make or the idea, right? What will clients think of it? What will potential clients think of it? What will be the impact on the industry? Um, You know, for those who've uh, been in an organization uh, for any amount of time, they start to understand very quickly that uh, ideas uh, and, and sort of initiatives where you can show and prove the profitability and the economic benefit of that program or idea are generally received better than those who are not or those that may be a lost leader. Now, you can still win those arguments with with other methods, um, but generally you have to overcome the fact that they're not winning on the economic pillar. And then socially, um, you know, what is the importance of the, the culture and how the change that you're trying to make, how does that align with the existing culture? Because you're not going to get much support if it goes against the culture in a way that people are not going to want to change to that way. So you'll lose that pillar uh, as well. So all this talk of pillars is just to show that it's it's more than just authority or one thing propping up a regime, or I don't mean to equate uh, organizations with regimes, but, you know, as a metaphor, uh, you know, with the organization that you work for or the industry where you're trying to make a change. So one thing you can ask yourself is, you know, what are the pillars of power in your organization, What are the ones that you have access to and that you can influence so you can make a positive change? This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change? only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high-potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hi. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and I hope you've been enjoying Revolutions Week. Today we're going to talk about how control or mind control, uh, not in a hypnotic (laughs) sort of way, but but more uh, control over a person or an employee uh, can work. And we'll be using some of the concepts about how oppression and control of regimes talk about some of these concepts in Blueprint for Revolution by Sergei Popovich, um, how we can think about those and apply those to our organizations and maybe have a better understanding of how we are being controlled and what control that we actually have. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel